What's up? What's up, everyone? Coach Show Joy here. What's going on? It's another beautiful day. Time for some Thursday thyroid talks. Who's with me? Oh my gosh, my light just turned off. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hello, the Bloomery Flower Farm. Why don't you let me know where you're coming in from today? What part of the world are you in? I'm in San Diego, and the weather is gorgeous, as you could imagine. So, just give me a second for everyone to be notified. Welcome, welcome to Thursday Thyroid Talks. I'm Coach Joy, Thyroid Specialist, and we're bumping some Snoop Dogg right now. All right, I'm excited for another episode of Thursday Thyroid Talks. I look forward to this every week. It is always uplifting, enlightening, educational, and emotional. I had a girl new to the community go to my YouTube page yesterday and watch all four series. And she messaged me back saying that she was crying her eyes out because she never knew other people struggled with thyroid conditions the way that she struggled and it was so nice to not feel alone in in the battle and i just got chills and said to her you know thank you so much for your message this is exactly why i do it every week because too many people feel lonely and isolated in their thyroid struggles and I'm going to fix that. So here we are. Do you like Snoop Dogg? So I opened today's series with that particular song because it has to do with the person that I'm going to talk about. So, all right. Well, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to Thursday Thyroid Talks. I'm your host, Sarah Lohman, and I'm here to provide you with real life experiences from thyroid warriors, just like yourself, who have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, Graves, or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. This series is my way of giving back to the thyroid community in order to help combat the loneliness and isolation that so many of you are feeling from your thyroid and your health struggles on a daily basis. And I'll, I will be providing and interviewing women from my thyroid community here on a weekly basis who are willing and volunteer to come on and share their stories of what they have been battling with every day. So today's episode is a little different when I was pondering and meditating what I wanted to think about today, I realized that there is a thyroid warrior's struggles that I wanted to talk about and share with you who isn't alive anymore. And so obviously I can't, I can't bring them on because they passed away a few years ago. And the person that I'm talking about is my big brother. 
my big old brother, his name was Trent, and he was my best friend for life, still is. We're, we're gonna be besties forever. And my brother was the burliest man. He was six foot eight. We looked very close together. So you could almost imagine like a man version of me, but um, he was six foot eight and he was incredibly athletic. And from the time that he was a little boy, when he started playing um, baseball, t-ball or whatever, it was just unbelievable to the whole family what a gifted athlete he was. So as you could imagine, when he started growing into his humongous body and he could dunk and he could strike everyone out and he could hit home runs every time he was up to bat, his goal in life was to be a pro athlete. And when I was, so we were two years apart I'm two years younger than him. So when we were in high school, it was his dream and my parents to get him a scholarship. And he decided he wanted to have a scholarship in basketball. Hey, Audrey. Thanks for joining. So um, I'm just opening up Thursday Thyroid Talks. Um, I'm actually featuring my brother today who is passed away. And he... Good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're here. Um, so, if you didn't know, this is my my series that I do every Thursday at 11 11 a.m. called Thursday Thyroid Talks, and um, I'll just tell you really fast because you missed the intro. This is my way of giving back to the thyroid community to help you thyroid warriors not feel so isolated and alone in your daily thyroid struggles. This is my way of showing you guys that you are like so many other women that I talk to every day. You guys have similar symptoms, battles and struggles with medications, doctors, and even friends and family. So today is episode number five and I am featuring my brother who struggled with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, but he actually passed away in 2017. So my brother was definitely on track to get a scholarship. He was getting scouted in high school and it was really, really exciting. And so obviously after he graduated, he went away to some college. I can't remember now. I know I'm horrible. Um, I can't remember, but he went to um, somewhere in the US. And I don't know why, cause I never thought to ask him and obviously he's passed away, so I can't ask him now what happened when he was at college other than him, I guess just getting wrapped up in the party life. But one day I remember he called home and I was a senior in high school at the time. And he just said, my coaches kicked me off the team for my grades and I'm coming home tonight. Um, I was devastated. I can't even imagine the devastation for my parents and especially for him. If you know, your only goal is to become a pro athlete and then you basically blow that, um, what do you do? What do you do from there? So he came home and he moved out with some friends. Well, he wasn't home home. Like I was living at home with my parents. He came back to San Diego and got his own place and he was working for my dad's construction company, but I noticed a change in him. He definitely started drinking more. He was always at the bars and within like a year or so, he actually got messed up with um, drugs and he was, 
hanging out with, you know, like some meth heads and it was really scary and serious. And he actually ended up going to prison when he was in his early 20s. And I was kind of in my own little la-la land moving up to, I lived in Humboldt in Northern California for a couple of years. It was fabulous. Yes, I was a tree hugger. <laughs> and, um, and so we didn't talk a lot during that time, but then I moved back to San Diego to get married and he was released in prison just in time for my wedding. It was so nice. And he was um, good for about five years when he was on parole. And then at the end of the five years, he started battling again with alcoholism and drug abuse. Hey, Kim. And so it because we were very much in each other's lives at that time and I had a son, um, I saw his downward spiral into drinking a lot of Jack Daniels. And the next thing I knew, he was actually back on methamphetamine. It didn't dawn on me then that he may have been battling a lot of dis disappointment in his life because he wasn't able, hi sweetheart, to um, pursue his goal as a pro athlete. And this, I'll, I'll tell you more a little bit about all of that. So one thing led to another and he was back in, back in trouble with the system. But this time he, um, the, the judge really threw the book at him and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison. So <clears throat> this was a big shock uh, to the whole family. And it was very, it very much shattered my family to lose my brother to the jail, the prison system for 10 years. And me being the amazing and very <laughs> strong little sister than I am, I was just on it. Like whatever he needed, I was there for him. So a couple of years into his prison sentence, my mom called me one day um, I did have my own phone system set up with him. He could call me from the pay phone for 15 minute increments and I would pay a small monthly bill. But this one particular day, my mom called me and said, Sarah, your brother's really sick. And I was like, hold my breath. I'm like, okay, what's wrong? And she said, the doctor from the prison just called me and told me that he was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And this was the first time I'd ever heard that word. I was in my late 20s or I don't know, maybe 27. And I was like, huh? So my mom went on to say, but she said she can give him some medication and he's gonna be okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then I did what all of us do when we first heard these weird foreign terms, you know, Google, what is Hashimoto's? So I started learning and reading and reading and reading and reading, like binge reading, right? I think we all kind of do that because it's like you want, you have that quick learning curve where you're like, I need to know what the hell is going on. So my brother calls me the next day and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And he said, no, my throat is so swollen. I can barely eat. I can't drink, you know, barely eat or drink or breathe. And I was just like, oh, what do you mean? And he was like, I don't know, but something's wrong with my throat and I can't breathe or like function. And I'm like, to me, I mean, red flags are going to go off in anyone's head. If that's you or someone you love, I mean, that's serious, right? So I'm like, okay, what do I do? So I go into like, what do I do mode? How can I help? So I call my mom and I'm like, Mom, Trent just told me this. What do I do? What do we do? We got help. And she's like, I know, but I don't know what to do. I talked to the doctor and she said she was giving me medication. What more can we do? 
And so if any of you have ever experienced the prison system, the prison medical system, it's as bad as it comes. And they really go out of their way to make the inmates feel like they don't care about their health. They will do literally the bare minimum to be able to support them, but they don't really care. So it was like the doctor just gave him, you know, the bandaid of like, here you go. And then moved on and didn't really care that the situation was so severe. So, and I'm sure my brother told the doctor. So I said, okay, mom, we're going to have to intervene and we have, we have to help him get some more help. So we decided to put together a plan, like a calling system plan where she would call one day and talk to the doctor. Then I would call one day and talk to the doctor. And then we would rotate back and forth of who was calling so that we could basically bombard them um, in order to get him seen or more attention. Uh, I definitely believe in the whole like squeaky wheel gets the whatever. So I was like, we're going to make ours ourselves known and we're going to make his situation known in order to get him some help. So even though we started doing this, it didn't really make a difference. And his condition continued to worsen by the day. And when he would call me, I would say, is it better? How are you doing? And he would say, no, I still can barely eat or drink or breathe. And then one particular day, and I, I think you guys, this went on for at least a few weeks and it was so scary for me. And I couldn't even imagine how he felt. And I was that scared on the outside. So this one particular day he says, he calls and I said, how are you? And he goes, Last night was the worst night of my life. I I thought I didn't think I was going to make it through the night because my throat was so closed off. I was gasping for air and I couldn't get any. And he was crying out for help to the guards and they just told him to shut up. So, <clears throat> woo, there's going to be some emotion wrapped up around this. So sorry. Um... My anger levels. Hey, Mo, thanks for joining. Welcome to Thursday Thyroid Talks. I'm talking about, I'm sharing a story right now um, about a thyroid warrior's battle with Hashimoto's. So I was so angry by this phone call because Obviously, I didn't want my brother to die in prison because his goiter was so severe. It was cutting off his circulation in his throat and he couldn't breathe. So I was like, okay, I'm going to blow up the prison system with phone calls. And I don't care who I get in touch with. I don't even care if it's a secretary. I'm going to call tomorrow and get my brother some help. I'm going to tell everyone I can. So I, I did that. I woke up in the morning and I Googled the prison's number and I just started pushing numbers. You want to talk to administrator number three? Yes. You want to talk to this person number four? Yes. And my persistence worked. I was letting them know. I've been talking to the doctors. I've been talking to the nurses. 
He, they did diagnose him with, with Hashimoto's. They did give him medication, but there's another situation going on that's really severe and I need your help. And it worked. That night, I believe they transported him into the local hospital and they got him, I believe they did an ultrasound and a CAT scan. But like you guys and myself, we can all relate to you. These usually, hi honey, I'm talking about Trent's story with um, Hashimoto's when he was, when he was locked up. So that night they transported him to the hospital and he was, yeah, he was given an MRI. They did an ultrasound. <laughs> Thanks, babe. And they were, they said the typical response, oh, we can't find anything wrong. He's fine. And uh, they, but they did pull some labs and they found some things that were wrong with his labs. So we did get a little bit of answers on what was going on with him. But then they sent him back and I think they, yeah, they increased his medi medication and the swelling started to go down. Yeah, they started on the steroids, um, the typical steroid treatment for the inflammation. They increased his medication and the swelling in his throat started going down and he was actually starting to feel some relief. So his relief was my relief and I was just so, so grateful that I was able to Basically, I felt like I saved my brother's life, right? So, the remainder of his eight years in prison was pretty typical with the Hashimoto symptoms. He had a lot of fatigue and he would call me and tell me he was extremely tired, which scared him because, as you guys know, the prison system is really scary and you always have to be cautious that you're going to be attacked. So having a thyroid issue and dealing with, with fatigue where you're always waiting for a fight to happen is not the best situation. And I always felt on edge because this diagnosis had changed him and made it so he wasn't as he couldn't protect himself as good as he once could and that always made me feel antsy and like uh, on edge and worried about him but the remainder of the eight years was pretty typical with uh just the lab work the medication maintenance and he i remember he told me one time i said well so how are the doctors you know how are the doctors treating you and he said oh they just do the bare minimum. They don't really care. So I just take any pills I can. If my buddy has a pill, I take it. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a total beast. And um, somehow he got hooked on gabapentin, which is, it helps for nerve pain. And he said that that really helped with his energy levels. And he always swore by gabapentin. And even when he got out, he's like, you got to get some gabapentin. And I was like, I'm good. I get, I don't need to be on a bunch of random medications and have all their side effects, but, but thanks for the tip. Um, so eventually he switched, um, from the synthetic medication Synthroid to Armour Thyroid. And I know that that started helping him feel a little bit better and the last few years, he just complained about the typical things like my hair is falling out. He had anxiety. Um, but 
I spent thousands of dollars on him trying to help get him nutrients because as you, I'm sure you're as aware as I am that the prison system food is horrible and he was very malnourished. And from what I know now, that is a really bad catalyst for thyroid issues to be able to set in. So I would send him a package basically every three months of probably $200 in supplements. So two, four, six, that's $600 a year. And he was locked up and this went on for like eight years. So I spent thousands of dollars trying to help him feel better. And I know it worked and I, and he did get back to a really good point where he was playing sports while he was locked up and he was winning championships uh, with all of the other inmates that he was always very proud of. But eventually he was released and he was, um, he immediately, because he was an inmate, they immediately, hey, what's going on? Um, because he was an inmate, he was given all of the state um, insurance when he was released. So he was immediately put on Medi-Cal and had a primary doctor that started managing his thyroid medication and his labs. And I didn't hear too much about his struggles with his thyroid illness when he got out. And one day though, I was, I was talking to him about eight months after he was released. And I was like, so how's work? How's life going? And he was like, you know, I'm just so tired. I just, I'm so, so tired all the time. And I was thinking like, oh, so you do still have the fatigue. And he goes, yeah, I have a lot of joint pain. Um, I'm, I have a bald spot on the top of my head, which, you know, a thyroid illness in men is actually very rare. So I used to think that it was like just a, something that was in my family because he had it, I had it, my mom had it, my mom's, all my mom's sisters had it, my cousins had it. So I definitely got wrapped up in the gene theory thinking that this was what, you know, caused all of our illnesses, but I'll speak to more on that later. So, but with everything I've learned now, a male having a thyroid illness is very um, abnormal, but he had all of the same typical symptoms that women have and fatigue being the main one. So he loved doing air conditioning and heating. That was like his jam. He would read books about air conditioners cause he thought it was fun. Like he loved it that much. But as you could imagine, it was um, like a hands-on very uh, energy. You need a lot of energy to be hauling massive air conditioning units around and installing them on the tops of restaurants or you know, fixing people's things in their houses and whatnot. So I remember on that phone call, he told me, I'm not doing very good. I'm, I'm pretty tired all the time and it's making it so I can't keep up with my job. And that was like a red flag that went off for me. And probably within a week of hearing that from him, I got a phone call out of the blue from one of his friends that said, you know what? I just, found out that your brother is doing drugs again and he's he bought some meth from one of my friends and my heart just sank I was like oh my gosh and I knew in the back of my head it was because he had such bad fatigue from the thyroid illness that he was resorting to a stimulant in order to be able to maintain life and his job 
So things escalated really quickly by that time, by the time that I found out that he was using. And when I contacted his girlfriend, she, he was hiding it from her. And I was like, do you know this is happening? And she's like, well, I've had some suspicions. So we both confronted him. And because he was on drugs at the time that we confronted him, he was extremely angry um, that we were bringing it up. And he kind of stormed off. And because we were trying to like basically stage an intervention on him and get him into rehab, but he didn't want to have anything to do with it, which I mean, most people that are high on drugs don't really want to go to rehab when they're high and they're not really in the right means mindset to be thinking that. And, um, just within like a 24 hour period of this all, um, coming to light, he had some altercations with the, with, uh, the San Diego police department and he was shot and killed. So after a few months, well, more than a few months after, about maybe eight months of going through my brother's traumatic death, everything that went with that, when I was processing my grief from all of this, I started really wondering how much of this could have been prevented if there would have been proper care for him through the medical system. I mean, this is the number one complaint from my experience with the thyroid illness, my client's experience with thyroid illnesses, and pretty much every woman that I talk to in the entire thyroid community, there are no, there's no real answers and there's no real help when it comes to the medical system. They give you your drugs uh, or they remove your thyroid, which doesn't help, or they radiate your thyroid, which usually doesn't help either. Um, and then, you know, you're just kind of left on your own. And I, I, I'm sure a lot of people resort to stimulants for help. I mean, what do you think coffee is? What do you think energy drinks are? Methamphetamine is just like a legal or a illegal, more intense dose of like pounding an energy drink in my eyes. You know, it's a coping mechanism, especially when you are suffering with severe fatigue from your thyroid illness. So I wasn't angry at him for this. I more felt sorry for him and I wish there was something I could do. And that was when I realized that there is something serious wrong, seriously wrong with what is happening in the world from thyroid illness. Hi, Monica. And there's not a lot of places that people can turn for help with their, with their thyroid conditions. And it was at that moment that I realized no one is doing anything about this. And people, I mean, how many other people have resorted to drastic measures because they don't feel good on a daily basis and they go to their doctors and they say, I don't feel good, but what do they, what do they get? They don't really get any help in return. And they end up feeling frustrated, lonely, isolated, and left on their own. And so this was why, and this, this was one of the huge reasons why I decided there has got to be more than this available for anyone suffering from a thyroid illness. 
And I decided to go back to school and get my degree in health and fitness. And then that was when I decided to move on to um, becoming a coach. And I started Coach Share Joy to be able to help anyone and everyone that's struggling from a thyroid illness because it's just these conditions left unchecked they destroy families they ruin relationships i mean i lost my brother because of this my my mom has been sick a lot and so many other people i know have been struggling because of a thyroid condition and if you don't turn into your own detective and research scientist to be able to help yourself there's really nothing out there to be able to help you um so i have i have been able to thankfully reverse my hashimoto's and hypo and i think to myself i've thought to myself on a couple different occasions gosh if only my brother were still alive i would be able to do all of these same protocols on him and be able to get him feeling better again so he could still be with me today and you know we could still be hanging out dancing to Snoop Dogg but you know it was also because of his traumatic death and how he got shot and killed and all of the things that went into it that I just told you about that birthed me and who I've become and for that I'm so so thankful and, and so I wish I had a picture to show you guys, but, um, so that was, that was the featured thyroid, thyroid warrior that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, if you, uh, if you know any friends or family that are struggling from a thyroid illness and they need some love and some help and so, so, some support, please send them these series. Um, it is so, it's so crucial to be able to hear other people's stories and what they go through so that you don't feel crazy or lazy or weak or defective, or you don't feel like a freak or you don't feel like you're no fun or you're boring. You know, this, these struggles are real. And in my 90 day program, Energy for Life, which is, you know, a lot of the story I just told you about my brother and my my fatigue struggles which is why i particularly chose to name my program energy for life because if we can restore our energy then you can have life again if i could have restored my brother's energy he wouldn't have resorted to methamphetamines to be able to live his life which ended up killing him you know and now that i've been able to restore a lot of my energy i can actually like live life again and it's been such a huge blessing for me and my family and my children. So I hope um, if you joined late, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna post this so you could go back and rewatch it from the beginning. But um, yeah, like I said, please share my page with anyone that you know that is struggling with a thyroid condition. And if you are just sick and tired of being sick and tired and you're looking for some help, definitely hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me know if um, you're interested in working with me and definitely give this a like and comment below if you had any aha moments or anything that you're going through that you'd like to share with me and my community. So thank you so much for being here, all of you, and I'll talk to you later.
Bye.